and welcome to Beyond the Vanilla Bean. Please be warned, this podcast is for 18 years and older people uh, who are interested in learning about BDSM. If you have stumbled into this podcast without a clear understanding of what you're listening to, BDSM deals with bondage, submission, dominance, sadism, masochism, or slave and master relationships. I am one of your co-hosts, Gray. And I am Kay. And for today, we are going to start with our personal stories. I'm going to give you my introduction. She's going to give you hers. We're going to do a deep dive into who we are and what we plan to do in this podcast. Uh, we are going to highlight what brought us into the world of kink. We're going to highlight a kink in the news. And we're going to give you some upcoming notes about what's happening. And then we'll lead you out. During many episodes during this first season, and hopefully during the longer run of the podcast, we're going to have special guests to help us to define and describe various aspects of the local community and the community of kink at large. Since it's the first episode and we are the guests, we're going to go ahead and do the same thing. So we're going to introduce ourselves. My name is Gray. Locally, I'm a service top. Uh, within my vanilla life and within my kink life, I'm a geek. I'm a sadist. I am an impact and mindfuck specialist. Within my personal relationships, I'm a daddy dom to one person and a vanilla boyfriend to another. Uh, practice ethical non-monogamy within the style of polyamory. And that is who I am. And so I am Kay. Um, I am a dominant. I'm a sadist. I really enjoy inflicting pain. Um, I'm also a humiliatrix. And that just basically means humiliation gets me off. Like I like inflicting um, humiliation on my partners. Whether it be, you know, physically, emotionally, uh, or verbally. And I have been in two lifestyles for about 10 years now. And, yeah, that's a little bit about me. All right, so this is part of the show where we would bring in the guests to do a deep dive into whatever their area's uh, interest is. So, again, since we're introducing ourselves, since we're introducing you to us, let's tell our stories. Um, so. <laughs> so, I've been a part of the local Memphis community for about five years on and off. Um, started out as a father. Um, what that means is I was the one receiving the pain. And... As far as who was giving me the pain, it was me. <laughs> okay. So prior to that, uh, I found BDSM because <laughs> I had to run into people who wanted me to smack them in the ass, um, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So I'm, yeah, I'm smacking the ass, but I'm giggling just like I'm giggling right now. Uh, because I had no idea what I was doing, what the mindset I needed to be was. Nothing. 
So I got into a long-term relationship with someone uh, that turned into a 1950s household um, that was non-monogamous in theory, but never in practice. And what that means is yeah, we talked about taking other boyfriends or girlfriends, but it, nothing ever happened. And so when that ended, I got on FetLife. If you're not familiar with FetLife, think of it as Facebook for kinky people. It's not a bad place to hang out. Um, and I found the local community there. Uh, if you're ever interested, look up Memphis Kink. And I got screening, which means that the local clubhouse is a private club. And so to become admitted, you need to be vetted. That usually means an interview at a public place. I screwed them. It's, I did. I'm guilty. I'm sorry you guys have to deal with them now. It's true. She let me in and now I'm free to play. No! <laughs> so, I was young. I made a grand mistake. <laughs> so, I had made an interview with her. I spent seven months receiving pain from her tools. And she has a lovely tool bag, and they are all very painful. And now I don't receive pain anymore because of it. Um, <laughs> think about seven months, and then after that, I formed a relationship with a partner who was outside of the local community, uh, who was not Mandela, and but who was just inactive. And she taught me how to operate as a top. Which means she taught me how to administer the pain. I felt I'd learned enough from receiving it. Now I was prepared to deal it. But I needed to learn how responsibly. You weren't ready. Because, you know, Kay could have killed me. <laughs> that ass, you know. And I'm just playing. Girl's a great top. <laughs> I just, you know, I wasn't ready to relinquish all of that yet. I tried to get him to take my birthday spankings, but it didn't work. No, no, it ain't happening. Such a sad day. <laughs> so, disappeared for a year to study as a dog. I uh, came back. I did nothing for a year but go to munches, talk to people, because no one knew me. I was in, I was not consistent. I, I knew him. Yeah, that's true. They was... He's the only one who kept in contact with me and kept me active within the community. Um, and so I spent a year getting to know everyone else again. And when I was ready, I approached someone, arranged a scene, and I've been playing publicly as a top for two years now. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, um, in November, I <laughs> met a new partner. Um, I should say that my relationship with the partner who taught me the time is not over. Uh, I said earlier we operate as ethically non-monogamous. What that means is we're both free to take other lovers. Uh, she knows who I see. I know if and who she sees. And... As long as we do not lie, we're good. The uh, same is true for my new partner, who is now my submissive. My partner, know, my partners both know about each other. We are friends, and we are everything is amicable. So, 
that is me. I am a cisgender straight male, and I operate as a service top. I am a daddy dom, which means we operate within the style of a daddy dom and middle girl, um, which we will talk about later in the podcast. I was going to say, Grant, what's the know? That is something we're going to handle later, so watch this episode and you will see. Um, <laughs> when I'm playing, I, I love patterns, I love math, and I love psychological play. <laughs> God damn right. <laughs> <laughs> so I love to torture you by giving you some side to Fibonacci sequence while I'm doing everything in my power to distract you. I want to fuck you up because if you make a mistake, I get to hit you more. And that's how I really realized that he was truly a sadist and not just playing at it. I taught you well, Greg. I taught you well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I owe it to you. <laughs> so, no. Um, so, that is who I am. Uh, I, I can do sensation. I can do uh, psychology. I can do patterns and impact. Damn good. Well, I think, thank you as well. And so, that is me. Um, and now, let's hear about Kay. So, I'm Kay, again, in case you guys forgot. Um, I came into the lifestyle at the age of 18. Mm-hmm. You know, I've known about it a little while before then, but, you know, I was waiting to get good old legal to, to really dig my foot into it. We are fine, upstanding American citizens. Damn straight we are. Um, <laughs> so, so, I was coming of age, uh, and I turned 18 and everything. I started getting involved with the local BDSM community. Um, and not too long after that, like, I started going to munches and things like that. What are munches? So, a munch is a activity or a meal with kinky people, um, normally in a public space, like an IHOP or maybe a bowling alley. So like you wear leather out? And, and no, 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 where you live in. You wear like regular vanilla clothing or some jeans and a t-shirt or a nice dress or a suit and tie, something like that. It's just like getting together with your new kinky friends over a meal or something. That's a new way to bond. Like I've done some of my best bonding with people like Gray <laughs> over a meal or over bowling with a picture of beer in between us. And, you know, just leaving it up, you know. <laughs> and sometimes the conversation is about king quality and a little munch, and sometimes it's just about normal, regular, everyday things. What are your favorite types of munches? Like, do you like Regular things, you like random topics, or do you like focused conversation? Well, see, I don't know if I have a favorite. I think they both have their merits. Uh, we have these things called topical munches, which I think they're they're really cool because you can like really get into a topic, and there's a lot of people around, and there's moderators and things, so you can really like embrace it and see like different perspectives. However, I really like the little random. Uh, be there some conversations that happen 
deserve revealing and looping off because uh, those seem to be the most authentic to me because your guard isn't up or anything like that. You can just kind of like freely expressing yourself and how you feel and what you think about the different areas of BDSM or whatever the topic might be at that time. And so I kind of like that because I'm a pretty chill person, so it vibes with me. I am firmly but respectfully in disagreement. I am uptight. I am not a people person. I must be in the right mood. So a random meeting over pizza with 30 people scares the holy crap out of me. Well, the meeting isn't really random. The conversation is random. Valid, valid. I love structured conversation. And I love a topic that I can sink my teeth into. All right. Your story, though. Yeah, he's just like took away from my whole freaking story. I'm trying to tell you guys about my life and Grace trying to stop me. But you know what? I cannot be stopped. Yes, you can. No, I can't. <laughs> Unless I stop myself, in which case I can. <laughs> so, anyhow, not long. What? Munches. Munches. Munches are great. Started going to munches. Yeah, so I started going to munches. And not <laughs> that's how I started getting involved. So I was not quite old enough to go to the local BDSM club. How old do you have to be for the local club? You have to be 21. Yeah. Anywho, I should just come hang out with us if you're underage. Um, if you're under the age of 21, but over the age of 18. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Under the age of 21, over the age of 18. Over the age of 18, legally, with the legal ID. Got it? Got it. You got it? I got it. You got it? I got it. Got it. Cool. Anyhow, so I started going to Munches, and then not long after that, I mean, I wasn't even 18 and a half yet. I met, like, my first um, serious submissive. Actually, he was a slave. Um... And it was definitely interesting. Um, you know, because I was so young, that was my very first adult relationship as far as, you know, you date people in high school or middle school or whatever. But, like, the relationship I had with him was just this very, you know, serious relationship. And I would say, yeah, I feel like I was a pretty hardcore dominant back then. I mean, I'm still hardcore, but I was very uh, mean, you know, very, very just mean. We were very into uh, I didn't lost the word for it. Hey, great. What's the word for it? Um, yeah, so I was definitely sadistic. And he was a heavy uh, masochist. So that was fine. Um, but we... Why are you laughing? Fine. I mean, that was amazing, guys. It was amazing. We got to do all kinds of stuff. But, like, I very much into, um, I guess, behavior and disciplinarianship or something like that. Anyhow. So, like, there was not very many things that he could he, he had rules, and those rules had to be followed. If they were not followed, 
shake at the fan very quickly. That makes what? Scat play. Scat play? No! <laughs> but if you're into that, I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh, <laughs> but I just mean that if, if, if you broke the rule, yeah, there was definitely a very stiff price to be paid. Um, there wasn't very many, like, I wasn't, there wasn't, there, yes, there wasn't, I wasn't lenient at all. You know, I think he cursed one time and God, I washed his mouth out. He got a beating. I washed his mouth out. He was on speech restrictions for like a whole day, like a whole entire day, which might not seem like much, but you know, if you're on a college campus and you can't talk, <laughs> what is life? <laughs> like, okay. what is life? <laughs> There's, you know, it was great, but it wasn't good for him when, when things are not, uh, you know, or like halfway looking the wrong way was another thing that, that would get him in trouble. But, you know, anyways, but their relationship actually ended really well. And, you know, it went on for a few years. And through their relationship, I learned a whole lot, like a shit ton of information about the community, like, not just about the community, but about BDSM itself, and a lot about myself as well, and how to be a dominant, and how to be responsible for someone else's well-being, because, you know, there's, like, we were definitely, like, more of a mistress, slave, owner, property type thing. There was a fair bit of micromanagement um, within our relationship and you know it doesn't work for everybody but it worked for us yeah, I don't think it would work for me now because I ain't got time for all that but back then it, it was fine and uh, you know he's still what else I need to talk about what else is about my story oh so like a few years later Hmm. Okay, so you know, when I finished school and everything, I was able to be like even more involved into the kink community, and so that's kind of where I went from there. Um, you know, I'm a screener, and Greg talked about that a little bit. Um, I'm involved in hosting. Um, DMing, which is dungeon monitoring, people to keep you safe within the dungeon. Um, I thought this was dangerous. Well, it is dangerous. That's why you have people like me to make sure it's safe. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just know I'm not coming in this year. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I basically make sure people are safe when they're playing. Um. What else did I do, Gray? I worked the door, um, the head door person. And that's basically the people who take your money and tell you we ain't giving it back. <laughs> yeah, no. Give me your money, you know. But it helps keep the club alive and things like that and keep things running smoothly. Um, 
So I'm really involved. I host a much called Kink Talk Thursdays once a month. Uh, check us out. Check out Memphis Kink, and you can figure out about Kink Talk Thursdays. Um, what else did I do? I don't know. The specialties. So as we, as I mentioned earlier about my previous relationships, or one of them, me going to all of it, but <laughs> um. I'm really, I'm really, 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 really into impact play. Um, dragon toes are my favorite implement. If you don't know what a dragon tail is, I advise you to look it up. Not really sure how to describe it, but it's a whip. Um, I love floggers, paddles, really anything that inflicts pain. If it makes you go, nah, I'm gonna. <laughs> Mother, girl. <laughs> Stop! Stop, it's not a safe word. Fuck you. Fuck you. I love your fuck you. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, you would like to, but that's not happening. But I will fuck you up. You know, that is that is fun. Um, I really like sharp, like personally, I like sharp items as well. So I like knives and things like that. Not for cutting, but just for the sensation. Um, I can, I would like to say, as far as impact play goes, I'm pretty much a jack of all trades. I can safely, adequately, and probably more than adequately <laughs> use any piece of equipment there is. Um, But help me, Grant. What else am I trying to say? What else I need to talk about? My story. I talked about how I got started. That might be. I talked about where I am now. Uh-huh. And I talked about how I love inflicting pain. I think you're I good. love inflicting humiliation as well, but it's very subjective. So I wouldn't ask what my favorite thing to do humiliation wise is just because it varies for me from partner to partner. Um, and because one part, what one partner finds humiliating, another partner may not. So it's not going to get me off the same way. Um, but yeah, that's just a little bit about Kay. Hi, I'm Gray. And this is how you connect to your local BDSM community. First, create an account on FetLife. It is the Facebook for kinky people. Second, your city and state to your actual city and state. Third, click that city within the places area of FetLife. Or attend matches and events in your local area. This has been how, how you connect with, with your local BDSM community. community. Yay!
if you are new to BDSM, what I always recommend is do your research. Uh, FetLife has great writings. I also recommend BDSM 101 by Red Jen. Uh, if you are swinging toward dominant, the heart of dominance is a fantastic book. But anything that can give you a grounding and basic terms is a fantastic idea. There's a group on FetLife called BDSM Vocabulary, I think it is, or BDSM Glossary. Glossary. BDSM Glossary. It has, they're always updating it. So even when the new terms come out or alternative meanings for the terms come out, um, they're always on there. I definitely, definitely, definitely um, recommend you using that as a reference. I was on BDSM Glossary so much when I got started. And still from time to time now, I'm like, what the fuck do they mean with that word? Like, I'm like, why do I not know this? I've been here for 10 years. Always learn. You will never know it all. No, and that's why I'm excited about BDSM because you will never know it all. I'm going to be like 90 fucking years old trying to figure, still getting my kink on, eating the shit out of some poor soul that I love to death. But, you know, it'll be awesome. I'll, I'll probably like just learn something new. I don't even know what'll be out by then, but it'll probably be like unicorn testicle harvesting with the ass. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what'll be out. I can't even imagine it, but I'm excited to learn and do this journey with you guys. Very cool. Very cool. So, right now, what we want uh, during each episode, we also want to highlight Maybe kink in the news, kink in the media, somewhere that BDSM and kink and alternative relationship styles or alternative sexual identities, gender identities uh, are represented. So today I bring to you NPR. We are recording this on September 4th. This article was published June 1st of 2019. So yes, it's a little old, but it's still worth a read. The article itself is How to Talk About Sex and Consent, Four Lessons from the Community, and the author is Mallory Yu. And I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. I just want to give you the actual four highlights, encourage you to Google this article for yourself. But uh, the four highlights, uh, sex isn't a simple yes or no question. It's a dialogue. Of the old school it, you know, same thoughts about consent and sex were like, she said yes, I was good to go. Yeah, no, no. Uh, particularly for the activities that we engage in, it is a constant give and take, particularly if you're not in a set master-slave dynamic. Uh, or any kind of dynamic right. in general. Absolutely. But it should always be a conversation. You should always know that your partner is saying hell yes. Anytime your partner is not saying hell yes, it's probably not a good idea. Like there's, it, it, there should be constant checking in to make sure that everyone involved is in good shape and is giving enthusiastic consent to what is happening. Uh, the next one they say, when you talk about sex act, talk about what they mean to you. Words are strange things. And there are strange things because not only in 
English has this thing where the same word means five things. But also, my experience with an act may give me a completely different frame of reference when discussing it than Kay's experience with the same act. So when you're discussing and when you're negotiating uh, between you yourself and the partner about a potential scene, you want to make sure that you two agree about the acts that you're describing. Make the consent conversation fun and seductive. It really doesn't have to be as dry as we're going to sign the contract. We're, we're going to lay out. It's going to be the terms and conditions that no one reads. No. It can be fun. It can be what would really make you smile. What would make you squeal like this? Think of it in terms of learning how to play a piano or learning how to play an instrument in just that right way to make everyone in the room happy. That's the thing. And so make the conversation from that perspective. Uh, make it engaging and fun and give yourself room to play. And the last thing when they said is um, get good at describing what gives you pleasure. So that's right, ladies and gents. Masturbate or anything else. But understand what turns you on. Uh, know the difference between the thuddy and stingy. Know the difference between rough and smooth. What types of sensations you enjoy. What types of sensations turn you off and get you into a bad headspace. The more you know about yourself, the better your experience will be because the more accurately you're going to be able to give that information to your play partner. Yeah. Like, if Gray and I were to play, I know I cannot hit him, and he's going to get something out of it. Well, I can get something out of it, but he's not going to get anything out of it. Except for maybe the desire to hit me back. Yeah, which says we'll be fighting, and, and it happens sometimes, but, you know, it's all in the loop. It's all in the loop. At least I think it is. <laughs> What's that? I said, at least I think it is. <laughs> uh, so far, so far. <laughs> All right. So, but you, you need to know what's good for you. Uh, even when I was bottoming under a keg, I knew that I wasn't getting pleasure out of the experience. I was getting an understanding of myself out of the experience. And I was getting an understanding of uh, what was possible. Experience, and I did get to challenge myself as far as what pain I could deal with, what pain I could not deal with, and how far I could go. So even if I didn't get pleasure out of it, I got a lot from it, which is why I agreed. That's why I gave consent to those situations. So that is your kink in the news this week. So if you got nothing from the kink in the news, get the fact that consent is important. Consent, consent, consent. Emphatic consent. Continuous emphatic consent. It's okay. not a one and done thing. Emphatic. In my scenes, even with people I played with five times, I'm checking with them to make sure that they're still having a good time. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And if you're a topper or something dominant, you're not being a good top or dominant if you're not continuously taking in on your partner. 
regardless if you're in a dynamic or not, you have to check in with them because anything can go wrong at any point in time. And if you're not paying attention, if you're not paying close attention, you might miss it. Keep in mind that sex and kink are a lot like boxing. If everyone involved did not go in willingly, the moment someone is not into it, you are committing a crime. And that's the deal. There it goes no further. If you are not following consent, you are committing a crime. You are hurting someone. So that is your kink in segment and topic wrap up. We're really just talking about different ways to have fun, different ways to have a good time, different ways to teach each other and to form connections with new people. Let's try that again without the yawn. No, we're not deleting it. <laughs> fine, fine. So we're here to help teach you. We're here to learn from each other. And when we get our social media up and you're running and interactive, we're here to learn from you. Uh, I've been in the game for seriously two years, but overall for five years. She's been in the game for 10 years. Some of you have been in the game for 30 years. So and I really want to hear from you. <laughs> so but I really want to hear from you also. We're just starting out as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. At least I do. I'm not sure about Greg over here. But yeah. I want to hear from all me. of our listeners. <laughs> I really do. I want to hear from you. I really do. I really do. I really, 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 really do. She's waiting. She's waiting. She's waiting. No. Um, why haven't you emailed me? Okay. Well, I might seem a little crazy. A little psycho right now, but I promise you I'm not. That's awesome with a psycho person. So, I'm supposed to tell you about the topics for this season. I don't have that in front of me. However, we are going to talk about basic definitions for this season. We're going to talk about the different roles that you can inhabit within the world of BDSM and within the world of kink. One thing I want us to do is rotate through BDSM, through different kinks that are not necessarily BDSM related, through uh, gender, sexual orientation, through uh, romantic and aromantic lifestyles. Mm -hmm. And so I want us to provide a space where you can learn about as much about what is not traditional vanilla monogamous straight marriage. Um, I want I want to help you broaden your world so that if there's something that's a part of this that calls out to you, you know that there is a community here. Uh, and we're ready to welcome you with open arms. And our arms are like really open right now. It's true. Um, but we're ready to welcome you. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what you're into. We're here for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so that is what we're going to be doing this season. Next episode, I will have a list of uh, concrete ideas that we want to tackle this season. We're going to aim for, I think we said 14 episodes, give or take. Yeah, yeah. just about that. And then also talk about local events. Uh, if this thing goes live before that time, uh, one thing that's happening, it won't. It won't. But uh, if this goes live anywhere near that time, one thing you'll hear us talk about is the uh, back to school events. Uh, I'm going to be running 
uh, a spelling bee, which means I'm going to be looking up that BDSM glossary. And if you don't spell anaphylaxis the right way, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to have fun with it, too. <laughs> you will. Yes. I'll have fun watching. <laughs> it's true. Very true. I love um, Now, are you running your I will your try to get you off, off make, you, make you purposely this film. Um, I like this. Um, I'm going to help my friend Gray out. Thank you. And I'll help you out in time. Yay! Definitely. Alright, um, other local events, we have a blind ball that's coming, it's going to be a sample of your fantasy event, so if you are in the Memphis area, contact Memphis Kink, that can help get you uh, directed to the vetting screening process to enter the club, and the blind ball is going to be your opportunity to check out little aspects of BDSM or impact play or sensation play that you've never tried, but you are interested or might be interested in. I might be hanging around with a, a zapper. Uh, I might What's be. A zapper? <laughs> a zapper. I, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. I promise you on the king shop thing. It's a zapper, right? It's a zapper. It's a zapper. Oh, it's even better. Right? A <laughs> it's a fucking cattle prod, and we are happy to have it. Well, it's not a cattle prod. Basically, basically but it don't look like one. Five. Like, it looks like a, <laughs> I don't know what it looks like. It's, it's like a triangle. It's, like yeah, it's, a, a, red it's a very short white saber with a very uh, yeah, shocking tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you really want to feel the force. Come out. <laughs> Come out to uh, join the Memphis Kink community and learn about it. Anyway, my name is Greg. My name is Kay. And this has been Beyond the Vanilla Bean. Oh. And quick thing as it's going out, our uh, theme music is by Mama Honey, a local Memphis group. Uh, you can reach them at mommyhoneymemphis.com. Thank you all so much, and we will see you beyond the vanilla bean. <laughs>